Hi, everybody. It's Friday, and on Fridays, we talk about the week's Houston news. I am here today with CityCast producer Carleon Jones and with CityCast cultural contributor Aunt Rochelle Dorsey. It is, like I said, <laughs> Friday, December 16, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Aunt Rochelle and Carly, let's talk about the news. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's talk the news. <laughs> we have a new theme song. <laughs> Carly, what do you think the biggest story of the week is? So here we go again with Mr. Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott, <laughs> let me say. Uh-huh. Um, him and Texas Attorney uh-huh. General Kim Paxton are making some claims that non-governmental organizations at the border are basically assisting immigrants with crossing the border illegally. So wait, saying that nonprofit groups are mm-hmm. smuggling in Immigrants? Exactly. That's exactly what he's saying. Uh, so yeah, are they doing are, this with the invasion talk again? Yeah, yeah basically, you know, typical. Um, he, he's saying that these nonprofits, which some are contracted with the federal government, and they provide services to newly arrived immigrants that are, you know, seeking asylum. Um, he wrote in a letter to Paxton on Wednesday. I'm going to quote him. He said, we further understand that non-governmental organizations may be engaged in unlawful orchestrating of other border crossings through activities on both sides of the border, including the sectors other than El Paso. So in addition to the investigation that he's asking for, he's also um, telling Paxton that he's open to working together to craft a legislation that will aim to solving the ongoing border crisis and the non-governmental organization's role in that. This is a bit much. Like, this is even, this is absurd and beyond his regular shenanigans. Like, what in the world? (laughs) Is it, though? I don't know. This is pretty typical. (laughs) Okay, so, like, my big story ties into this one. It's also, it's about Ken Paxton, the attorney general, you know, Mm -hmm. Texas shadiest politician. Um, you know, and this week, uh, Paxton like upped his war, uh, against Mm. the Texas state bar, which, you know, has a lawsuit against him in the Supreme court over, you know, this unfounded lawsuit that Mm -hmm. he filed trying to overthrow Joe Biden's election. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Uh, and for that reason, um, Paxton, who is Texas' top legal official, is at Mm -hmm. war with the state bar, which, you know, is its biggest lawyer's organization. That is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. So this spring, a few hours after the state bar filed that lawsuit against him, Ken Mm -hmm. Paxton launched an an investigation against the bar, into the bar, (laughs) for, quote, this is like funny, right? Yeah, it's, except that it's tragic. It's, it's not. This, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So he was saying that he's investigating them for, quote, possibly aiding and abetting the mass influx of illegal aliens. Hmm. Okay. okay. And so this week, Paxton has expanded this investigation, even though we haven't yet seen any results. Mm-hmm claiming that the state bar has donated money to nonprofit groups, you know, probably Mm -hmm. similar to those nonprofit groups that Greg Abbott is talking about. Mm -hmm. And Paxton 
Trump's office is now investigating three of them. American Gateways, which does immigration legal services. Tahiri Justice System, which helps immigrants who are fleeing gender-based violence. And Mm -hmm. the Equal Justice Center, which works on employment cases. Paxton claims that they, quote, support border invasion, unquote, which, A, I can't stand that language. Mm-hmm. And B, what does that even mean? But y'all, what kind of evidence do they have? Well, you don't have to have evidence to launch an investigation. That's, That's kind of the stupid. point. That's know? just like people saying, you know, I'm calling CPS on you because I don't, I think you're not treating your child right. And then there's a long, long, long investigation disrupting these people's lives for nothing. Mm-hmm. With no basis. With no well, basis. I mean, this is actually worse because it looks to me like Ken Paxton is using his office to retaliate against, you know, mm-hmm. an enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the process, you know, hurting, you know, a lot of nonprofit organizations that do a lot of good. This is crazy. The thing is, is I've heard the word investigation yeah. so much in the past month and a half. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. There's been so many investigations launched. Like, it's you can't just launch an investigation every time that something inconveniences you. And I feel like that's exactly what our government officials are doing here. I totally agree. And then when you have so many open investigations, when are they going to get closed? Mm-hmm. Well, if they don't find anything, they generally just kind of drift away. But how? And nobody remembers them because months later, who cares? If yeah. They didn't find anything. That's not news. But what it does at first is it makes people think, oh, there's something dirty there. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're like Ken Paxton, who has a lot of credible dirt against you, you know, it's very convenient to say, oh, it's my enemies. They're bad people. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, all right, Andrew, what is your biggest story of the week? Child, listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to talk about how porn interrupts several Harris County Court Law Zoom sessions. Did y'all hear about what, this? What? 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 Oh, I thought she had yeah. said something wrong at first. Like, I was like, maybe that went over my head. But okay. All right. No, porn. God. That is the word you said, right, Andrew? Yeah. Yeah. It's P to the O to the R to the E, child. The porn. Mark this episode explicit. (laughs) Okay, do tell us this story. I'm waiting. Now look, in Harris County, there were some disturbing images that were seen during a court hearing in the Harris County uh, court hearings. During the court hearings on Zoom on on this past Tuesday. Now, Mm -hmm. what they're saying is, is that... uh, during the live stream Zoom sessions, they were interrupted by pornographic material. Whoa, so like somebody hacked in or was this something that somebody showed accidentally as an exhibit or something? That's the kicker. They don't yeah. know how the material <laughs> ended up on the Zoom calls. They don't know. Uh-huh. They're thinking their Zoom stream was hacked. Now, here go that word again, Carly, investigating. Mm-hmm. They are investigating, trying to figure out how did this happen. Um, and they were saying that the porn pirates, right, they done, they done came in again. And they said pirates. several Harris County courts at law experienced a Zoom bombing, <laughs> okay, <laughs> or unauthorized screen sharing. And it was, uh, mm-hmm, and it was during the docket, <laughs> and they were quickly reported to the court, and the fees were immediately shut down. Okay, uh, so who saw this? Child, everybody who was uh, tuned in to be on court that morning on Zoom. Oh. So just think, you up there to talk about your ticket, yeah. and you's over there seeing nasty stuff. Who want to <laughs> see that in the morning? 
<laughs> in a courtroom. So, yeah. So whenever they figure this out, criminal charges will be filed. Now, in the meantime, mm-hmm. they're doing additional security measures uh, related to Zoom screen sharing, and they have been implemented for county courts um, at law. Now, this is the oh, first wow. instance of unauthorized screen sharing due to uh, during a county cur- county court law proceedings since 2020. Dang, girl. All right, Carly, what do you think should have gotten more attention this week? So a guy named Mauricio Chavez, um, who started a company called Crypto FX LLC, was targeting Latinos in, in the Houston area with a Ponzi scheme Ooh. where he created a fraudulent, unregistered crypto investment company. So right now, this is being like investigated by the Security and Exchange Commission. They mm-hmm. filed an emergency suit back in September, but everything is kind of like hitting the fan right now as like a... Uh, a group of people who've fallen victim to this whole thing. They met out in front of the Houston Federal Courthouse on this this past Wednesday to share their stories uh-huh. and demand justice. This is super crazy because these families yeah. were basically targeted and they were asked for money up front to invest in this cryptocurrency. The SEC says that Chavez was holding classes and saying that the lessons were intended to like educate and empower Lat- the Latino oh, community right. through asset trading. And he had also had no background or education in this at all. Like these classes were just a way to basically invest, uh, to get investors to give money to the company. And he's mm-hmm. believed to like have used the assets for his own personal gain, of course, no surprise there. And it was a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, for sure. It was a, okay. it was a Ponzi scheme where he gained twelve million dollars from defrauding more than five thousand people. That's sad. Wow. Sick. Yeah. yeah, and these are not people who have a whole lot of money. No, mm-hmm. and then it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what yeah. are they gonna do to him? Uh, I, they're investigating it right now, but it's just. It's so disheartening to see these families who like really invested so much of their money in it. And he was basically, you know, lying to them. Mm -hmm. He was presenting false documents for one, overstating his experience. And he also promised the investors that they would see no losses. That's crazy. It's it's really evil. And Mm then that's the way, but, and people are already not trusting, right? Especially mm-hmm. when it comes into Well, these were people who trusted him. Well, right? no, they came they, to learn yeah. from him. And then right. th- th- he earned their trust. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He earned their trust. A lot of people lost a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There's one lady who's been left working three jobs and has been selling her clothes to cope with the loss of the financial safety oh net. Gosh. The news article is in the Houston Chronicle. And if you read it, it's giving all the examples of all the families that are like so um, displaced from this instance. And it's just really sick that mm-hmm. you would also take advantage of your own community. You know, like that's that part. Yeah. That part. I know it's an investigation. I know he hasn't been found guilty, but oh man, if this is true, he is, he is vile. Andrew, what do you think should have gotten more attention this week? This is the moment we've all been waiting for. Bon Uh B's Trill Burger is opening its first brick and mortar location in Houston. What? Yay. Okay. Named best burger in America by Good Morning America this summer. Y'all. And I have not been able to like go to a like regular place to get it. They're just these pop-ups that sell out and I can't stand on those lines. When I tell you 
this uh-huh. burger melting your You've mouth. You've had it. Yes. You have had it. I uh-huh. have had it. Tell I me mean, about it, Antrochelle. You take it off the grill. It has the mm-hmm. grilled onions on mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's just the cheese is running. The bun is gooey. It's mm. the sauce. The trill sauce is what brings it all together. Because before you put the trill sauce on it, it's just a classic cheeseburger with grilled onions but when you mm-hmm. add that trill mm-hmm. sauce to it baby and you have it dripping with the grease not the grease the grease <laughs> from Jeez. the grill <laughs> the debris uh-huh with the grease yeah. mixed with the hot cheese and the uh-huh the, I gotta oh, try this. y'all I'm it runs down your you. arms and it feels so good i uh-huh. have video of me <laughs> At the University of Houston downtown social gators uh-huh. eating yeah. trill burgers. I'm sitting it. Everybody needs to see us eating these burgers, these trill burgers, right. because they are divine. Oh, my gosh. But when I tell you mm-hmm. this store, they've been asking for this for the longest. It's going to be, they have the address, 3607 South Shepherd Drive at Richmond Avenue. And that's going to happen in 2023. When I tell you, I don't uh-huh. know when y'all will be able to get a burger, but if you're going to get yeah. one, you better camp out. <laughs> and it's worth the wait. That's where the old James Coney Island is, right? I, I think that's so. That's a major intersection. That's yeah. a major intersection. But when you're giving away burgers like this for free, that's how you know you know you got the sauce. <laughs> Wait, he gives them out for free? <laughs> yes. For the opening. He's he not gives, doing it forever. No, now it's freaking, but he has been going around giving it to the people, just setting up shop at the at the uh city hall. Because that's where I had it at City Hall mm-hmm. on National uh, Cheeseburger Day. Mm-hmm. And he's had them at the Texas Games pop-ups. He gives them away to I everybody. I know this. Oh, yes. Wow. It's kind of like he, he was testing it out. He was he was testing the yes. studio to see how, how they would come out for it. And now he sees and he's like, yeah, we're going to invest yeah. in this. Yeah. It was yeah. brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a burger girl like yeah. that, but I had to yeah. eat on live TV uh-huh. with Fox 26. And when I tell you, <laughs> that was the this best is in your burger. New gig. Uh-huh. It just, yeah. I, I, I swallowed it. I don't even know how. Uh-huh. It, it is divine and I'm mm-hmm. not kidding. That's a burger to behold. And I will be a trail right. burger. You understand? Like, Carly, I'm thinking you need to try this because it might change your mind about Whataburger. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, I have a couple top burgers in my life. And yeah. so, you know, I definitely want to try this one to see if it's going to get added to the list. I, I have faith uh-huh. in it, though. I do. Okay. I do. Trail burger is I'm going excited. to be in your top two. I'm going to tell you that right now. Shout out to yeah. Uncle Bun. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Bun. When Shout- with a name like Bun, you gotta do burgers. Bun B, right? All right, y'all. So my underrated story of the week, the one I think should have gotten more attention, has to do with the University of Houston. Um, they removed a dean um, for reasons that don't have anything to do with how good a job he was doing. Um, and a lot of people believe that it has to do with basically his academic outlook, which is pretty danged liberal. Um, So this dean, Alan Detloff, uh, 
He was the head of the Graduate College of Social Work. And in his work, uh, he pushed for something called the abolitionist perspective, um, which talks about the United States and other countries' incarceration systems, prisons and jails, and says that, you know, basically that the system is kind of rigged against people, that governments often have an incentive to put people in jail and keep the jails and prisons going. You understand why this would be controversial. Um, and at the same time, you know, you sort of think that academics should be able to hold controversial views. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, uh, I mean, the university removed, yeah. Oh, so they removed him. They removed him. He had been dean. They haven't fired him. I assume he's a tenured professor, and so they can't. Texas has not gotten rid of tenure, even though Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, talks about it. Um, so they removed him, and they gave this, you know, funny statement, you know, that says he's a well-respected thought leader in his field and will continue to do this important work as a member of our faculty, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that they wanted this change. They said, quote, to better align the college with the university's academic priorities, which include growing research expenditures and elevating the learning experience for all students as U of H works to realize its vision of becoming a top 50 public university, which, you know, to me, that says next to nothing. And, it, <laughs> and yet it also hints that mm -hmm. they're worried about the money. Mm -hmm. That's that, crazy. You know, they're afraid that the Texas ledge might smack them down, is how I read that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, <laughs> I find that really chilling, you know. That, I'm, I'm disappointed that a higher, higher, insti higher educational institution would make a move such as this. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Was this a class he was teaching? Was this... Did he say this? was this his research. Oh, his research. And, so, and he's still going to be teaching classes. He's still going to be doing the research. He's just not in charge of that graduate uh, social work department anymore. Hmm. You know, people are protesting a little on social media. I think it could scare off a lot of possible professors, not just from the University of Houston, but from other Texas universities. Yeah, because like what it seems like is like, you're doing research, which if you're doing research, that means that you have probably some facts to prove your um, your theory or your ideas. But it's like basically you can't have an opinion without risking your job in a way. That's what it sounds yeah. like to me. Yeah, that yeah. you can't hold a top job if you have certain beliefs mm -hmm. or do certain kinds of research. That's really chilling. Yeah. So I'm going to be watching both Detlef's Yeah, case let's keep an eye on this one. And also, like, you know, what other universities are going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So. All right. I made y'all sad. Let's have some joy. Carly, what's making you happy this week? So I'll say mine is definitely bittersweet joy, but there's an ha a happy side to it. So uh, Houston yeah. rapper Mona Leo, who gained, like, 
popularity with her song Beating Down the Block, which is like a spin on a song called Knocking Pictures Off the Wall from like the 90s, uh-huh. um, yeah. which I love that. I love her song. I do. I love it a lot. I know all the words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, yeah. she just released a song called Miss You Already, which was kind of a tribute to some of her loved ones that passed away in the recent years. Oh. Super beautiful song. She's singing on it, which she's a rapper. So this is, this is a different lane for her. What's beautiful about the story is that for her release for this song, she had a mural that was made with the the words of the song on it. And she had fans come and sign the mural, like, and dedicate, you know, like, um, tributes to their own loved ones that they, like, had just lost. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so beautiful because she is a person who, like, advocates very strongly for mental health. Um, she has had multiple suicide attempts. Her first attempt was in fourth grade. And um, she's only about maybe 21 or 22, uh, very uh-huh. young. But she has made a very powerful impact on the industry already. Like, I just really love how she advocates for uh, mental health awareness and then also bringing this song out during a time like, you know, a lot of people have seasonal depression right now um, to yeah. just show that we don't have to forget the people that we lost and everything. It was very yeah. beautiful. And just, just by being there, she's a reminder mm-hmm. that you can get past a really tough time. Yeah. yeah. And it was like the, it was a backup also because they were going to release lanterns also that night, but it was so windy that they couldn't even do that part. Oh. So they like, <laughs> they improvised and, you know, they made it really yeah. nice, which I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, there were people there that had like um, organizations for, you know, awareness. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was just a really beautiful thing. And I just really like am happy to see a woman from Houston using her platform to mm-hmm. do something positive. You know, I love that. I love it. Uh-huh. And it's almost like the it gets better, you know, type mm-hmm. of movement for people who have had these dark moments. And mm-hmm. I love this. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That did bring me joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andrew, what about you? What's bringing you joy this week? Listen, I'm going to tell you uh-huh. something. It's the little things and the joy they bring. Starbucks mm-hmm. has a $5 reusable cup <laughs> that you buy it in this gold. And when you put your drink in it, it turns uh-huh. silver. And now oh. I am just so happy about it because every time it starts changing, my brain starts going, her caramel, sweet caramel, <laughs> this little bit of holiday magic. Oh, wow. It's just holiday cheer. And you guys, yeah. it is my favorite time of the year. And little bitty things like that just make me so happy. So thank you, Starbucks, for giving me joy <laughs> and my coffee. So the thing that, you know, this made me happy this week. I was looking into a an event. Um, Hugo's, the restaurant in Montrose, mm-hmm. is having a Christmas posada um, on Sunday, the eighteenth. And what is a posada? A posada is like this traditional Mexican sort of celebration. Okay, you know, so the idea is that like the Holy Family, Mary Joseph. They were looking for a place for Mary to give birth, and okay. they kept getting turned away. Gotcha. And so, like, the idea is the, you know, the celebration group goes from spot to spot to spot, mm-hmm. you know, and generally, they're just kind of moving around, and then you end up at the holiday station. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sweet celebration, and 
I don't know exactly how they're going to celebrate it at Hugo's. I'm sure there's going to be some great food. But uh, they mentioned a 10-year-old mariachi prodigy. And I just thought, okay, whoever that is, I got to find out more about him. His name is Eduardo Trevino. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, did a little Googling and it, of course his mother is doing his social media and mm-hmm. I love the videos of this kid. You know, he's in his like little 10 year old mariachi outfit. I love those, you know, carefully embroidered outfits, mm-hmm. you know, yes. of light type things. And then, you know, the sombrero and he's got his guitar, which is just, you know, gorgeously ornamented. And this kid can sing. You know, he's got mm-hmm. a huge stage presence. You know, so, you know, go look this kid up. Eduardo Trevino, 10 years old. I can't I wait. I am in love yeah. with a, a good old mariachi. Now, yeah. if it's a love baby it. doing mariachi, I'm going to cry. I'm going to just tell you. I'm gonna, <laughs> oh. You know, being a mother has brought the whole punk out of me. But anytime I see children... <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I see children doing extraordinary things, I start crying and I think your mother must be so proud. And to know his mother is running his social media, that makes me really happy. So, yay. Yeah. Can't wait to watch this one. Yeah. All right, y'all. This has been fun. It has. As always. That was Aunt Rochelle Dorsey and Carleon Jones. That is it for our show this week. Our content director is Will Fulton. Our lead producer, Dina Kisba, is away on parental leave. Our producers are Carleon Jones and A.K. Al Molman. Our mixer is Selena C. Reynolds. Our Hey Houston newsletter editor is Brooke Lewis. Our theme music is by Farrell Gibbs and his band All the Kimonos. I am your host, Lisa Gray, and we will be back on Monday. Talk to you then. Y'all, I'm just a little bit off. No, that's how I feel this morning. I'm so tired, child. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so tired. <laughs>